This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Sunday, March 21st, and this is, of course, your daily financial news show. We do this show live every uh, seven days a week just because I want to know what's going on in the market. I create a lot of notes. (coughs) Bless me. I apologize for that. It happens when we do live shows. Uh, But today's going to be an interesting day for One Rental at a Time. And myself, if you've been following the channel for the last three or four days and the daily shows, uh, you know today, today's the day, I have four student interviews, kind of one-on-one conversations. Yes, we are going to record them on Zoom. Yes, we are going to share them with you. My intention on this channel has always been to really create content that allows individuals to move forward in a positive direction. I have long kind of fought the whole idea of of kind of selling my time, if you will, right? Lots of people in my position create this whole Uber umbrella organization or business where, you know, someone like myself would charge $5,000 or whatever it is to get my time. Uh, A, I have no interest in that. That's not been my thing. It's not where I want to go. I want to get up early like I've done my whole life, do what I've done my whole life, have a couple of conversations and get on with my day. But what I'm sensing, and we're going to find out today, is I might need I might need to add like a 30-minute one-on-one mentoring option to my course. I have a course, it's $200 today. It may go up as seller financing and private money and all this other stuff gets added. But based on today, I might take that entire course and say, hey, you know, if you want to take the entire course and get get started yourself, go ahead, it's 200 bucks. But if you want to do that and, kind of and, have a 30-minute one-on-one session with me sometime during your first 60 days, um, we could do that. That would obviously be more expensive. I'm not going to give my time away for free. I don't know where I'm going to put it at, but I just don't know. My whole idea, again, you'll see today with Sunday, is the positive impact score and having students do deals. By the way, little note, four deals last week. Shout out one rental at a time students. You're killing it. Uh, congratulations. Um, but I, I, I just don't know. I... I I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe giving, maybe having the course and 30 minutes is enough to get some people from being scared and doing the work. I, I don't know. It'll certainly be an option. It's not mandatory. I hope to create enough content going forward that it is something that is never purchased. Uh, but I am sensing uh, that maybe I need to get over myself. And if I really want to help people, uh, maybe, maybe for some that 30 minutes would do something. So. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I, I don't know. Today's going to be a big day. Four conversations. I'll let you know what I think tomorrow. Uh, I honestly hope it's not. I honestly hope it's not something I do because uh, I'm not really looking forward to carving up my days going forward. But 
if that's what's required, I don't know. Maybe I have to. Maybe I maybe I set aside two hours a week or something. I, I don't know. But in the end, uh, the daily financial news show. It is Sunday. Let's get started. Uh, so first and foremost, the thing I noticed is in any expansion or contraction, especially a contraction, contraction, some people step on the gas. And what I found today is in the retail environment. Talk about one of the hardest hit areas. Maybe only hotels are harder hit. Uh, some retailers, and I have a list of 10, 10 folks uh, that are uh, expanding in this environment. And I'll give them to you in a minute. Uh, the other thing that I saw in this article is just shy of 9,000 store closures. That's That hurts, right? Uh, we did have, let's call it 3,300 store openings. So what do you want to call that? A three to one ratio of close to open? I think that's very 2020. Uh, what I've been talking about, and you've heard me say many times, is I think 2021 will be the year of the grand opening. Uh, I think we're right on the cusp of that. I think there will be lots of retail space, lots of restaurants, lots of you know, folks going out there. And these 10 retailers I'm about to list uh, are all taking advantage of great locations, lower rents, greater flexibility, 10-year leases. Uh, these retailers are locking in rates that will fall right to the bottom line when we, quote-unquote, get back to normal, whatever that is. So here's the list. In no particular order. This is just the article in, ar- order, excuse me, in the article. Uh, Ultra Beauty, Sephora. Interesting that the first two are both makeups. Burlington Stores, Amazon, Fabletics, American Eagle, Dick's Sporting Goods, TJX. Five Below, and Athleta. My takeaway from this is it's either makeup, athletic wear, or discount clothing. But some people are absolutely stepping on the gas. Another thing that I have, I read this morning because it interests me because it impacts this channel, it impacts my finances, and it could impact yours, is there has been a big talk track, and I've been a part of it, about young adults uh, Gen Z, millennials specifically, but also some Gen Xers leaving the big cities. There's been a lot of talk of California to Texas and New York to Florida and you know all of those things. But it turns out that it's um, only kind of the story. First and foremost, leaving big cities happened. Roughly 30% of um, young adults left the cities. That's That's roughly one in three. That's you know, if you own real estate in the big city, that's going to leave a mark. And we've already seen that, right? We've reported San Francisco rent down 30%. New York was down like 24 or something. And a lot of the big cities are hurting. But what might be interesting is most, call it 80% plus, of those young adults who left the big cities did not go far. For example, if they left Manhattan, which got decimated last year, they moved to Brooklyn. If they were in Houston, they went to Katy, Texas. If they were in Austin, they went to, I didn't even know this was a city, Fugerville, and it's spelled with a P-H. I've been to Texas 50 times, maybe 75. I've never heard of that city, but there you go. So in the end, this is about, again, what you would think. They want space. They want the extra bedroom. They want a place for the dog, right? They don't want to deal with an elevator. They don't want to deal with a gym closure. So again, if you are a single family, one rental at a time follower, 
you know, look at the big cities where you are. What are that areas that are 45, 60 minutes, maybe 90 minutes away? If, if you know, when we open up, are they going to do office half time? They're going to do office one day a week. Are they going to continue to be remote? These are all decisions we have to think about because it will impact our income, impact our net worth, and really could set us up for going forward. Again, just more evidence that single family homes financed with cheap, cheap, cheap 30-year money. And yes, I know rates are up, but they're still freaking cheap, especially when you close your eyes and you think about 2025 where rates will be. Hello. And oh, by the way, if I'm wrong, just refi. What's the big deal? So yeah, lots of stuff going on there. Uh, it's interesting. I read about a story about a young man, oh, pronounced Pflugerville. Thank you. Who would have guessed the P was silent? But anyways, uh, okay, uh, gentlemen with true diamond hands, this whole idea of paper hands and diamond hands, whatever. But anyways, there's a young man uh, who is, uh, let's say, not diversified, single stock focused. Uh, he has been investing in um, Tesla since the stock was $7.50. His first purchase of Tesla was 2,500 shares at $7.50 all those years ago. And he's never bought a company other than Tesla. He's now 39 and worth $12 million. Let's just say financial analysts and the people that preach diversification don't like this example. Uh, this is, uh, and he's never sold a share, which is just interesting. What I found frightening, frightening, uh, his target price to sell, you're never going to guess. This guy makes uh, Kathy Wood, shoot, meet Kevin's predictions, lightweights. He sees Tesla. This, if it wasn't written down, I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> this is nuts. He sees Tesla going somewhere between, oh, 20,000 and 30,000 in the next decade. How's that for a bullish call? Kathy Wood, you're a lightweight. <laughs> it's just, oh, dude, 20 to 30,000, really? Really? Wow, that's crazy. In the end, though, Shout out to him. He's got 14,850 shares. You know, anything I say makes me sound like I'm jealous. Hey, I'm jealous. He's worth 12 million bucks. Good for him. One stock. You got lucky. Certainly can't be repeated. His average purchase price is $58. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, you, you can be right. Folks, when you pick a stock, you can be right. Uh, what I would ask you to do, though, is do yourself a favor. Go Google Enron, E-N-R-O-N, Enron. And look at what happened to the employees of Enron who had their entire 401ks and financial futures in one stock. Just look, just for fun. Just, just do it. It can work, but it can end spectacularly bad. So again, do me a favor. This is no judgment, dude. Just do me a favor. Go Google Enron. And go read all of those stories about those poor souls who worked at a company for decades, had all of their wealth tied up in one stock, and then in a moment's notice, boom. All right. Let's end on a more positive note. Again, shout out. Did I write this guy's name down? I don't think I wrote his name down. But anyways, congratulations. You won the lottery. 
We all should celebrate. We're all jealous. Enjoy. Last thing, signs that we are exiting this kind of dark period of light. This is a big deal for me, right? I believe we'll be in the light by July. We're still kind of in the dark. We may be in the gray. Your call is as good as mine, but travel. Travel is going to be one of those early indicators, those market moving, that bounce off the bottom that I am watching because it talks about consumers. It talks about the hardest hit parts of our economy. So I am watching travel. Again, why? Because I watch the consumer. And what does travel tell you about the consumer? It tells you they are getting out. They're feeling more confident. You're not going to book a significant trip uh, most of the time if you're nervous. So I am watching travel. It's kind of like my number one thing to tell me what the consumer is doing. And right now, signs are pointing to thumbs up. Right now, the uh, booking sites, Expedia and all the others are reporting record bookings, record searches for travel. Good sign. Uh, TSA, I've already talked about it. I think it was two Fridays ago, reported a record number of passengers. This stuff's coming, folks. Uh, Airbnb bookings are up in travel destinations. Uh, Big deals. I talked about this on Thursday. When was that? I don't remember. Monday, maybe, when uh, Extended Stay America was bought by Blackstone for $6 billion. That's a sign the bottom is in, right? When the, when, the, when the well liquid take cash off the sidelines and move forward. And then finally, finally, the happiest place on earth. Yes, Disneyland in Southern California is opening, folks. Yes, again, sign of better days ahead. So in the end, that's what I got for you today. I am definitely watching travel. I think it's going to be the indicator that we are switching from fear to excitement. Uh, We are going to start taking cash off the sidelines. We are going to start helping the hardest hit parts of our economy, hotels, uh, entertainment, all of those things. We're going to smile more. We're going to take some pictures. We're going to, you know, create some memories. We're going to stop being as depressed. It is going to be good, good times. I am so looking forward to it. I've got my trip scheduled for January or I'm sorry, July. What about you? Have a good day. I look forward to our conversations with four students. We'll see what happens. Bye-bye.